Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I was going to say something on the recent issues that's been happening um, with the sexual misconduct and the, the you know, sec sexual assault cases that have been going on. And I just wanted to um, pick your brains on that for just a little bit before we can go. Yeah. I think we've spent a, like a lot of time here. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think about what's going on? I mean, I know it's, it's worse. Like, I can imagine. But what do you think about what's going on? Well, you know, sexual violence is a global issue, right? Like, it's, it's not specific to any location or any place. Um, and I think that, like, when we think about sexual violence, like, it really does have to, in many ways, in many, oftentimes has to do with, like, how man, it's how masculinity is, like, being presented in society. Women are yeah, taught, yeah. men are taught that women's bodies are for their choosing. Um, and that's not to say that there are cases where men are sexually abused or sexually assaulted. And, and I want to I want to like say that out front because I, I think it would be unfair um, to not address that. But we can say that women are disproportionately impacted when it comes to sexual violence and sexual assault. And like in some places, my co-host on From Her Own Lips, plugging my podcast, um, <laughs> our co <laughs> sorry, yes. um, my co-host on From Her Own Lips, she is from South Africa. And so, you know, she was talking about how South Africa is considered the rape capital of the world, right? And like, and that's not because their masculinity is something like very different from what masculinity looks like in any other place, but it's because we exist in spaces where we are taught that women's bodies are for their choosing, uh, or women's bodies are for men's choosing, and that women don't have any rights over their bodies. And this has like a huge impact on women's abilities to just feel safe when they like, walk outside or like go to a friend's place or if they want to hang out somewhere like they are they it's a constant negotiation um liz was on liz is our is my co-host on from her own lips so liz was also talking about i remember once on our podcast she talked about how like when she would go to work like she constantly has to police what she wears because she's kind of curvy and so of course like that comes with its own sets of Sets of, sets of violence, right? And like violence doesn't yeah. always have to present itself as like physical, right? It could just be like words and language and bodies, like the way you move your body that can enact violence on a woman specifically. And it can teach her that like 
her body is not hers for her choosing. Yeah, and it's crazy because, oh, well, I work as a, I also work at an organization called Vanity. It's a sexual violence prevention org. And a lot of my work is really sitting on, like, doing the blog and, like, um, creating um, workshops where survivors are able to talk about their experiences of sexual violence. And, like, I think that, like, I think that we aren't, sexual violence is not being properly addressed. And as a result, like, women are walking around feeling like, feeling the weight of the world in many instances, right? Like, they have all these traumas sitting inside of them, but they can't even tell their family members because it's likely that their family members not might not even believe them. Um, it's likely that, like, when they tell their boss, they might lose their job. Like, those are the types of things that yeah. people, that women are constantly yeah. walking around that's sitting in their minds, right? Like, and I think that, it, I think that, like, properly addressing that will take some time. Um, yeah, I think that it all has to do with, like, are we really prepared to deconstruct masculinity and take down patriarchy? And yeah. I don't know yeah. that the world is actually prepared for that. I think that that's something, I don't know that people are prepared for that, but feminists like myself are fighting for that every single day. Um, there are activists that are constantly working, and that's something that I want to name, like across the continent, across the United States, across Europe, like across Africa, that there are activists and women's organizations that are honestly constantly every day, this is what they live and breathe, and they're constantly fighting that. And I... I think that I would encourage people to like look up those organizations and like get to know like what is the work that they're doing? How could I be a volunteer? How can I be involved? If you're a man and you like think that this is an issue that you if if you understand how important it is to to name sexual violence, right? And to really discuss it and to really fight against it and ensure that like our laws protect them, protect women, but also ensure that women have the resources that they need to deal after having and experience. So part of the issue is not just the experience of sexual violence, is that they don't have access to the adequate resources. And that's mental health resources, that's sexual that's sexual health resources. That's like a hot a sane nurse or a, sorry, sane is like a a nurse in the US that is specific to sexual assault and sexual violence. So like access to a hospital, like all of those things where like people that are required for women to start the healing process. It's not even for them to be healed, but to start the healing process. Um, the founder of the organization that I work for, she she definitely says that like, you know, like you're never done. Like the healing process in relation to sexual violence is never done. Like it's a constant negotiation. It's a constant process. It's just constant working through. And like, of course, when you understand that you will never fully be healed, like that your healing doesn't just have an end, right? then you can be a better person in your relationships. You can be a better person to yourself. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of times people are expecting, like you're never gonna be not broken, I think. That's what I would say. I mean, like you're on point. Um, I honestly think that um, this is the time for men to really like just take it as a responsibility to help in any way possible to dismantle sexual violence. Like I know for a fact that it's going to take a lot of work, but we have to start from somewhere. Yeah. What is going on with the current conversation that's going on on social media? I think that it just shouldn't end there, but it should like apply into real life, you know, into yeah. our relationships, into our friendships. Like men should 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. In, I mean, yes, of course, we are labeled as not doing much or we, we just don't do much because of how masculinity has been like described or bestowed on us. But I think this is the time that men should come together, I mean, and then realize that, yo, oh, it's really, really, really terrible about the narratives that women go through in, in all parts of the world, you know, like, like when it comes to sexual violence, right? And so it's our responsibility to be able to, like, you know, contribute in, in any way, shape or form, or just basically know what consent is and then respect yeah. it you know like yeah. that, that's what i think because i i honestly um i was telling you that i actually work in a digital agency and in a time like this we are very big on you know uh, uh ending rape and sexual violence and basically just being against it being against yeah. rape. and like ghana at the moment is actually at a point where you know we are amplifying the campaign of ending rape and sexual violence because I've seen like a lot of campaigns going on, um, people talking about it, having a conflict. Men actually like knowing that this is the time to be able to take responsibility and just like learn and help. So that is what I think about that. And also, I think that what you said about like the resources is just really great. And the fact that the government, I mean, in my country, for instance, um, I feel like the government should actually lend an ear to, to the fact that this is actually something that is happening or that mm-hmm. has been happening since way back. So it's, it's a systematic, you know, issue that needs, needs to be addressed. But what I want to say that men need to listen and then just help and contribute. Yeah, so, but it's, it's, um, it's men need to listen and it's also that, like, men have to start checking each other like you're we're worried about yeah. like whether women oh. are teaching men but like i have I, was gonna say that. In, I have sat in group chats conversations with all men i have sat i have been near the boys co- um talks or whatever and it's messy and it's sorry it's messy. <laughs> it's messy and it's and it's and it's like are you checking your friend your best friend right like no, I, I mean for example when i was in ghana i was in ghana two years ago some i someone here would know i was in ghana two years ago in accra and when i was there there was a song that was really popular boys casa and so i think that like if you unpack a song like that <laughs> if you unpack a song like that and then ask yourself why is like why is it that we can't properly address hypermasculinity? You can't talk about rape culture and sexual violence, and then still. Uh, and I thought the song was great in terms of vibes, but <laughs> the song itself is problematic, nah, nah, right? Because I mean... it's contributing to it's contributing to a general idea, right? That like <laughs> that there are it's contributing to a general idea about like what women's bodies are for and that they're for a specific yeah. type of access by a specific type of men. And it like, it, it reaffirms rape culture, right? Like 
the space like any like greek life in the u.s is really popular like greek life of course depending on the organization you're a part of definitely reaffirm certain things about rape culture and like unless we're checking each other unless we're saying to each if unless we're checking our boys in our boys chat when your boys like saying oh yeah i was talking to this girl she's so needy she's messy oh fuck that bitch unless you're checking yeah. that if you're not checking that then you're really not prepared because it's not just about hearing women because i think that i think that men hear that and they're like yeah i'm listening but are you really listening because if you're listening then you know that talking about sex sexual sexual violence and rape culture actually is a lot of internal work and it's a lot of external yeah. work yeah. between yourself and your boys and are you guys yeah. actually doing that work or are you too afraid to tell your boy hmm maybe that's something that you shouldn't be saying or why why do you think it's wrong to say that or how you know that's pretty homophobic right like there was a time when like everyone would be like that's so gay what is that even <laughs> so, people make me Yo, sad <laughs> this, these are these are some of the things that i feel like we should unlearn as men because if we are talking about um like toxic masculinity and and you know if it's kind of like encouraging rape culture in a way i feel like checking your guys is also one thing that needs to be addressed because I was mm -hmm. I was previously just trying to talk about you know helping in any way shape or form like um, um, engaging your friends in conversations that will end up like disengaging them of thinking about like you know the whole conversation on rape culture like yeah like just just imagine me personally all right I was having a conversation with a friend of mine just some days ago no um i think last month yeah because mm -hmm. it's been a while yeah and um in the conversation you know he was actually telling me about his sex capades right yeah and you know he was he was he was about that big game he was talking you know so I did that <laughs> to her, you know all that and i and one thing that i asked in a conversation because i realized that you know it's and i'm just being honest it's something that is very hard to actually confront, like talking to yeah. your boys and then checking them. I know that it's a very hard issue and a very like, no, I'm not going to say sensitive, but it's kind of like hard to really confront your guy. But what I did, and I feel like I was super proud, proud of it, not that I need a pat or, or anything, because it's something that I know I should do. Um, I just jokingly just passed a comment like, yo, I hope you didn't rip it though. You know, and I was laughing. And then it was like, oh, no, nah, you know, he, he started saying it in PG. Oh, no, nah, I'm not doing anything to him. You know, like, we, we have the English PG and everything. So, like, yeah. jokingly, as I just passed that comment, you know, I wanted him to, him, him to realize that he knows where I stand when it comes to rape. Because yeah. if... But does he know where you stand, out, though? I think that people have a specific idea of what rape looks like. And he could easily think, oh, I didn't rape her because it wasn't violent. When the reality okay, is, yeah, yeah. the question you should have asked is, did you get consent? And then you should have said, what do you understand as consent? What is consent actually? Um, yeah. I think that that's a better way to like talk about it because when you say rape to someone, usually they think like i think a lot of men automatically are like no i never raped a woman because i never yeah, attacked and, and, her in the back alley that's not just that's not whew, that's not just how like that's not how rape manifests 
oftentimes, right? Like a lot of times it's someone that you know and it's someone, it's someone, it's someone that you know. A lot of times it might not be as violent, right? Like it could just be that like you as the woman didn't feel like you were comfortable enough to say no. Like you didn't feel safe enough to say no and that's okay, right? But like, are there ways that the body tells men that this is not something this person wants? And I don't think men, it's not that they aren't able to read those signs, it's that they ignore those signs because they don't care. Yeah. Um, I, like, like there are ways that a woman's body will literally, I mean, you could have sex with her, she might still, like, she might still, like, I don't know, what's the word, be aroused or whatever, but, like, there are ways she might not kiss you back, right? Like, there are ways that she, like, emotionally and physically might shut down in the space, and men are not taught to look at those signs, and it's not because, and it's, I don't think, like, I am wary of saying men don't know, because I think it absolves them of responsibility. Because as a I woman, I would say that, hold on, I would say that, like, as a woman, I 100% know when a man is not into me. <laughs> like, I know if I should, you know, maybe I shouldn't touch his hand like that. Like, I read, I can read body language. I know if he really is not fucking with me like that. But for whatever reason, we have gotten to this point where we're like, oh, yeah, men just, you know, they just don't know. We got to teach them. It's not about teaching them because the reality, I think it's about them wanting to learn about what women are going through. But there's another thing about, like, you need to, you need to be, cognizant of how other people's bodies move through this world and the problem is men are taught especially white men specifically and then there's black men right like right after and this is usually this is in a heterosexual context of course that like yeah. men are taught to move through the world without any kind of sense of how other people around them are moving because like they're taught that the world is theirs like they have all the power they have all the intellect you know they're the head of the home they get to decide like they're not taught to read signs so they don't know what they know what the signs look like they've seen them before but like it doesn't process it in their mind that like oh this means uh, she doesn't want this and i should stop because in their heads, they're like, well, she might not really like this, but like, I, like, I want this. So I'm going to decide whether or not we have sex right now. And I think that that's a part of the conversation. Like, I'm tired of feeling like we're absolving people of responsibility, right? Like, you can read bodily signs. If she didn't say yes, if she literally, like, drank all the alcohol in the world and you were there and you saw that happen then likelihood is that you should not be trying to have sex with her but yeah, the problem yeah, the other sure, thing about sure. like the other thing is like when you think about like how parties are set up or like clubs right like clubs that'll be like oh women free and free drinks and free entry and then they charge the guys because they know all the guys are gonna come like it's a setup right it's a setup because they understand that the point of these spaces is to get women as drunk as possible so that they don't they don't have the Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 
the power to say no. That's the attraction of a lot of these spaces, especially Greek life here. Like I went to a college that had fraternities and like it always baffles me that we didn't see how fucked up it was that like, you know, a frat will just like have, they like have these parties with all of this alcohol specific with the specific purpose of not inviting any other guys. It can only be women that come to their house with a specific purpose of getting these women drunk. And it's not get them <laughs> drunk so that they can play Twister or play dominoes or play bingo. It's not get them, let's get drunk and, you know, expose all our secrets. That is not the point. The point of the, un, like, the sometimes, like, unheard point, the unconscious point, and sometimes blatantly conscious point of getting women drunk at frat parties is specifically so that they can have sex without being yeah, able to say to no. Yeah, get with them, yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. specific I mean, I'm like, I mean, go ahead. like, yeah, in regards to that conversation, and because I think there was a word for it, uh, you okay, I'm not too sure of that word, but I know that it's a lot of guys that actually coerce women into, you know, getting their way with them. And, you know, I, I also know that talking about how setups are like, you know, and, and knowing how to read the language of a woman is something that needs to be, you know, like, like kind of taken serious, right? Because as men, as men, we don't know better, right? Not like we don't know better, because again, I'm just absorbing myself of like in her series or anything. <laughs> But, like, as, as men, we fail to realize this, okay? We, like, we fail to realize that sometimes um, maybe it's no. Let's see yeah. it's no. Like, in situations that you find yourself, if she hasn't given you that clear yes, it's a no, okay? We just, we just fail to, like, realize that that is what the point is, right? So, yeah. I honestly think that but I have taken responsibility for that and... And I would rather you, you call me, what's the word? So we have this like kind of, you know, lame words that we use for guys that don't get pussy, excuse my language. But like, you know, <laughs> if, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't get some, they see you as lame or, yeah. gone. you know, like they have these terms for you. And mm -hmm. I think some of these things, right, if, even if I don't get pussy, I am okay with it. Like, it's fine. I should be fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, it should be consent. Okay. If not that, there is nothing else. Okay. So, like, I honestly feel like the setup around you know situations like this is um is something that we need. We as men need to need to like actually consider and then respect and acknowledge. In that regard, if a woman tries to lead you on, I mean, I have always been able to ask, "Yo, what are you up to?" Like where is this going to that's what i would ask but i don't know about other guys i feel like most guys will just like um go along with it and then see how far it goes or just yeah just but is it, if maybe no is, go it, on, go on. is it leading you on though like i think that we say that because there is this kind of there is this kind of unsaid idea that like women don't have the right to change their minds like you could literally we could be naked in bed together and i could change my mind i could say this is not what i want i'm done i don't want this i'm gonna leave and like that's and, fine. and you know and, and that's, that's fine. fine and it's not necessarily lead i don't know i just uh, the language like leading you on like it's not leading you on it's i made a i changed my mind 
<laughs> I'm allowed to do that. No, <laughs> I'm okay. a free okay. human being. How often do you change your mind? When you go to, question, well, when you go to get food at a restaurant, because I don't want to, because this is, of course, not at all comparable. But when you go to a restaurant to get food and you have an idea in your mind, are you forced to continue to get that same thing? Or do you change, do you sometimes change your mind? Okay, so can I, can I ask something? I <laughs> Go ahead and ask. This question, so, okay. <laughs> okay, check this out, all right? Yes. I know that if there is a, what's the word? There is a thin line between leading somebody on and then actually asking. Because to me, I, I feel like, you know, fine. If you've changed your mind, I will have to, it's up to me to ask you that, yo, where are we taking this? Yeah. Like, I would have to like ask you first. Okay. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want to end up, you know, saying that, oh sh shit, she was leading me on and I thought, you know, she was game. And then, you know, somewhere along the line when we're having sex, you know, she just said, no, I would ask you like, what's up? And if it happens and in the middle of the sex, you tell me that, no, I would yeah. have to stop because yes. of course you said no and you've changed your mind. But I feel like if if you if you change your mind, I should be able to be in a position to understand it fully. I'm gonna ask you, yo, are you ready for okay, well maybe my voice is beginning to sound somewhere, but like are you <laughs> do you know where we are going with this? Like like are you sure or or where are we going with this? I'm going to take that responsibility to ask you that. Okay. Yes. So if you if you decide to change your mind I would, I would respect it. I would have to respect it because it is something that I have to. As part of like, you know, on learning some of the toxic things, you know, traits in man or yeah. male masculinity. Yeah, so um, I yeah. get your, your comparison. Like, I get it. But at the same time, me, okay, I was speaking for myself anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, <don't know> about <laughs> it. I would have to say that I'm going to break that. I, I am going to dismantle the whole idea of, okay, you are leading me on by asking you, where is this going to, are we going to do this or that? Can you put yeah, my mind but where it, this is? But no. that's something that you do like before, like imagine like you have said, you're having, you're about to have sex with someone. So of course you do what you just said. You ask like, is this some, do you want to do this? Like, is this something that you want? And she says, yes. But like, she could change her mind in the process. Yeah. And like, it's being comfortable. It's being comfortable with changing your mind in the process. Like, oh, for example, there's this, my friend told me about this Instagram celebrity. I don't really, I don't follow her, so I don't know. I couldn't tell people who she is. But she told us, yeah. she was seeing this guy for a very long time. It was her boyfriend. And she told a story about how they were having sex one time. And then during it, he like, he took off his condom and she didn't know. And they completed the sex and she went like looking for the condom. He was like, oh, I took it off. And so at first... She didn't think anything of it. But the more she thought about it, the angrier she got and she ended up breaking up with him. Because a part of consent is like, I think that a lot of times we're teach. I think that I, I think that we teach consent. We don't necessarily teach consent properly because all parts of a sexual interaction need to be like consented to. Like a woman should be comfortable with that, right? And he probably knew that if he told her that he was gonna take it off, she would have said no, right? Oh, yeah. Not like forget about the fact that like he violated he put herself at risk and he put himself at risk, right? But the second part is that like he didn't give her the opportunity to say, This is something that I want, right? Like I want this. 
in this way. And I think that that's a part of the conversation around consent is that a lot of times we think about consent as this like one moment in time where we say yes, when actually we women and men need to be comfortable with all aspects of a sexual interaction. Um, and so like we need to be comfortable if you're not comfortable to ask your if you're not comfortable enough as a man to ask your partner if this is something that they want, then you probably shouldn't be having sex with that person. Right? <laughs> like, if you, period. If you're not comfortable to say, oh, I like it, I, I want that, like, this is something that I'm interested in. Are, are you interested in this? If you are uncomfortable with that, then you're not even ready to be, you're not ready to be in a sexual, because a grown up interaction needs to be one where all parties know what's at play at all times. And I think that that's a part of the problem is like, we're not actually having these conversations and we're definitely not having it like this. Like when, when I took sex education, I was actually living in Nigeria and I don't think they would call it sex education. Um, they probably call it something else, but all we did was like learn about like bodily parts. Um, I was in secondary school at the time and all we did was learn about body parts. Like this is the penis, this is the vagina, but no one and nothing else. There was no in between. Like this is it, this is it. Don't have sex. They never talked about it. Oh my God, there was this one time I got really sick when I was there. Really, really sick. Like for an entire month, I would just throw up. No one, I went to the hospital. They didn't know what was wrong with me, nothing. And, but I was still going to school. And so one day I was so sick. I like ran out of the classroom and I threw up in the yard at our school. And I went to the nurse and this lady, I might've been 11 years old. I went to the nurse. This lady looked at me at 11 and said, are you pregnant? And I was like, oh, what? Like, of all the things, first of all, this is not even a context in which, like, I would tell you, right? Like, the way you just said it, you're not even making me comfortable enough to tell you that was the case. <laughs> but also, I'm 11. Like, the likelihood that that's the case is probably slim. And that's not to say that there aren't instances where, like, women or young girls are being sexually exploited and sexually So That's true. But that the fact yeah. that that's your first instinct at a school where you don't even tell me what sex looks like. I don't even know what you're talking about. How does one get pregnant? Please explain it to me. Um, and so I think like, sorry, that was like kind of a side, no, <laughs> a, no, side cool. <laughs> a tangent. But like when I think about like the ways in which we teach sex in school, the ways in which like, like you were saying, like in our own homes, we're not comfortable enough to talk about sex. Like I wasn't allowed to use a tampon ever in my entire life because my mom told me that tampons meant that you were sexually active and that you were basically a hoe that's what my mom told me so i wasn't allowed and i started going to school at this all-girls school in, D in bethesda maryland um and they had tampons in the bathrooms but the first time i ever used a mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumbo casino online i was only playing for fun so winning was a dream come true chumbo casino was america's favorite free online social casino you too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes absolutely anybody could be like mary be like mary log on to chumbocasino.com and play for free now no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner tampon was because when i first got into the school you have like a a, a school friend basically who like teaches you who like comes to like introduce you like they take you to lunch or whatever with their family to get you like get you a little bit comfortable with someone so she took me to the country club that she and her family are members of 
and we were gonna go swimming, but I had just gotten my period. And I was like, no, I don't wanna embarrass myself. Like, I gotta wear a tampon. I've never worn one, I gotta wear a tampon. Let me tell you <laughs> that tampons, I don't know whoever's listening, tampons have, they're like these cotton things, but they're inside an applicator, usually. Like you can get them without the okay. applicator, but they're inside a plastic applicator. When I tell you that I thought that you kept the entire thing, including the plastic applicator, inside of you like that's what i was about to hurt myself that's how much i didn't <laughs> that's how much i didn't know right and the girl was like no 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 like just push it up so that so that the thing pops out and then you throw the applicator away and so i think that that's the thing like like we it comes out of t- <laughs> when I nah, think about nah, it, it's like, so sad but like it was it, that's the truth. it was real <laughs> it's but like it's it because but now, I actually get it. Yeah, but now, like, of course, like, that's, I only use tampons. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But, like, to this day, <laughs> the way my mom found out, I would sneak them home. I would sneak tampons home from school. And that's how I, I would sneak them home, keep them. I'm sure Holden was like, oh, my gosh, where's happening to our tampons? They're in Anyeka's house. <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> now, nah, um, but, like, so you know... <laughs> Back to the same conversation of like, you know, yeah. um, sex education not being taught in, you know, like the most African countries and like, you know, we not being exposed to such things as resources is one of the things that actually affects us. But um, I mean, to, to, to continue your conversation on, uh, on sexual violence and rape, uh, I wanted to putting just a little bit of twist to it. I don't know if it's a twist, but I think it's something that we also should not ignore, you know, as part of like the, the conversations. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on uh, calling people out or calling abusers out for, you know, sexual misconduct? I think that you should do whatever is comfortable for you. Um, the thing that I always, that always surprises me is that I don't know what the data is for Ghana or like Nigeria or any place, but I know in the U.S. that like the possibility, like two, only 2% of any crime, including sexual violence claims, only 2% of any claims of any type of crime, right, ever come out to be false. And so this is what I always say. I always say this to people who don't understand first of all for me like that's not why i believe survivors i believe survivors because i understand that what it takes to come out publicly and say this person did this to me like that's not the type of attention that anybody wants right like and a part of that is like there's such a stigma around being a survivor of sexual violence and like feeling like there's no one there to support you but for those people who are wary right like i always say this is like think about it like if you invest in businesses or homes right like if somebody told you that there was a two percent chance that this business was gonna flop would you not still invest right like if two percent like you don't there's no other crime where the victim of that crime has to prove that that crime happened to them other than when we are talking about sexual violence right because there's this automatic thing i think that people are more likely to not believe a survivor than anything else because they have these ideas about the men in their lives like oh my god like no he would never do that he's a friend he's a good guy you know he took my books 
he, you know, he used to buy me lunch. He would never assault another person. But it's like, were you there? Like, if this woman yeah. is saying, I know it's a really popular, not a popular, but I know that in recently, like, I don't know if you if you've heard about like what's been happening with the debunk in Nigeria, yeah. and people were saying yeah. that the woman that came out that oh she's doing this for clout. What type of clout in Nigeria does she get? Is she gonna get a book deal? Like what type of clout <laughs> is she gonna get by saying that debunk sexually assaulted her two years ago? The way that people rip survivors apart on the internet, like rip them apart, no, say all like, types of things about really them. Bad. It's really bad. It's, like, let me just chip in something, not to cut you off. Yeah. But, um, you know, just recently, all right, uh, social media just went outraged on the fact that people, people were dismissing um, people's claims of sexual violence. This is really crazy for you to just imagine that somebody will come out and then lie. And like you mm -hmm. said, there is always, in every situation, there is always like a low percentage that these stories are wrong. As a matter of fact, right, I honestly feel that every woman of, okay, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, right, or call me out, but I honestly feel mm -hmm. like every woman has had some sort of like sexual um, assault experience one way or the other. I honestly feel that way, that, you know, almost, okay, almost like every woman in this world am i saying the right english most women okay. <laughs> i understand what you're saying it is, and it's true like the you're data right? in the u.s is the data in the u.s and that might also be globally is one in three women but like when you think about the fact that sexual assault doesn't always have to be something that's like penetration that it's yeah. actually very expansive and it can include things like sexual harassment and it can include things like verbal harassment and it can include things like um like touching someone like i remember again another person started when i was living in nigeria like there was at a time at this time when you went to the markets a lot of times the men would touch you inappropriately um yeah. and i remember this one time <laughs> this man touched my mom's butt but i was small I, I i wasn't paying attention but i felt my mother slap him in the face and that's <laughs> what it <I> was like <laughs> Man, Don't touch and he deserved it he he deserved, of course, like, but that was like a that was a thing that was happening, and I think that those are the ways that like that when we think about if we think about the like how common it is for these types of experience to to happen to women, where there or something that my friends and I talk about here is like when we go to clubs, when we were going to clubs because we're in lockdown, when we go to clubs, men do this really weird, annoying thing that gets on my nerves. And the thing is that they do is that when they want to pass by you, they basically put their hands on your hips and then they say, they like, they're like, oh, um, excuse oh. me. And they're like, oh. forced. it's almost like it's gentle. It's not like super aggressive, but it's yeah, yeah, frustrating yeah, yeah. because I'm saying all you have to do is use your mouth. When I pass by a man, I don't put my hands on his hips and then pass by. But for whatever reason, men who literally. <laughs> they will literally put their hands on your hips and then try to move you as if they know you from somewhere. And it's frustrating. No, I, those, I, are I the, like, those are the little ways that men are constantly, certain men are constantly violating women's autonomy and especially black women's autonomy, bodily autonomy. And so I think that, sorry, I think that like, it's true. Like it's possible that like 
if most women have experienced some type of sexual assault, a lot of women have experienced some type of sexual assault or sexual violence in some capacity. But what does that tell you? That means that like, the likelihood is that a lot of the men, if you look in your circle, at least one of them is a perpetrator. At least one. Yes. So then if you yes. think about that, then you say, oh, wait a second. Like, why am I so like defensive when somebody says my friend violated them when you know the numbers? Like, but first of all, I don't think I'm the type of person. I don't think you need data, right? Because you should just trust people's personal experiences and stories. Women are constantly saying this. This isn't new. We've been talking about the same thing for like generations. Um, we've been saying this, right? But we might be saying it differently, but we've been saying addressing this. But like, even if, even if you're a data person, if you understand that a lot in the US, one in three women are survivors, then you know when you look in your own circle, at least one, my friend likes to say two, not even one, at least two men in your circle are perpetrators in some capacity. That's my little Man, tech I, talk. I, I honestly <laughs> think that, I, <laughs> I honestly think that this is, um, this is the time for men to actually just listen to this um, and then learn from it and actually apply it to it in their daily life. Mm -hmm. Because as the saying goes, like it, it, it should start from somewhere. And Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Um, it should stop from, you know, us, like my generation, because I feel like we, I believe that my generation or like men within my age bracket can actually outlearn the old system you know, mm. with um, with what is happening and just basically like, you know, helping contributing to, to like dismantle this um, conversations on mental health and rape or sexual violence. And mm. so, um, I mean, any last thoughts? Because I feel like no, you know, I'm just I... keeping you here. Ooh. I'm keeping you here. <laughs> Sorry. No, I feel I was like I'm to... just taking more of your time. And, no, it's you know, okay. This was a great conversation. <laughs> like always, like talking yeah. about stuff. I, I think the last thing I would say is follow my podcast from her own lives. My co-host is Liz. She's from South Africa, so you get a little bit of a taste of like what it means to like be experiencing some of the same things, but be located in very different places. So okay. yes, follow from her own lips, and like yeah, like support the women in your communities like be there for them and supporting them doesn't mean in like a super patriarchal or like paternalistic way because i think that that's what men think automatically like protecting black women is like about like really patriarchal things when it's really about like seeing them and it's about hearing what they're saying um and then like actually trying to apply what they're saying to your day-to-day -day. let that be your constant critique of the way you like navigate the world um <laughs> that would be my last nah, like, that's advice. yeah that's it okay so before i say mine or before i put my two cents out i just want to um you know say shout outs to the people that i've joined currently so i'm 
just going to say that thank you thank you so much for um you know actually just joining and then interacting with us but from my takeaway i honestly think that um all these conversations you know is somehow like intertwined with male masculinity and toxic masculinity and the fact that it's about time that we all learn a lot of things and basically just like you know be there be there like in terms of like mental health right you don't you don't have to drag your partner into whatever mess that you've caught yourself in and then like you said some of the good points that you actually made that I was able to catch um you really have to take a responsibility in healing yourself making like a personal decision to heal as a man and also just um seeing the world for what it is and trying to contribute to it and also i honestly feel like you know there is some sort of standard that should come from the home and if it doesn't come from our parents it should it should start with us and our kids and how we instill um uh equality and love you know because like we will grow obviously our kids will grow they will go into the real world and then they will have to face what the world is so that's when they have to learn and then you know try to heal because yes of course on learning is a long process it's going to take a long time but it starts from somewhere um mm-hmm. i honestly think that as men we we should also take this time out because um of what is happening and then know that it some of the things that women actually go through is real okay like like rape like sexual assault like um being dragged into into the mess of like heterosexual relationships and stuff like that so yeah. that's my take um i really enjoyed this but yes. sort of live um <laughs> and i'm just hoping and looking forward to have you more on this so we can talk about stuff like this like social issues and you know other interesting conversations okay all right so um my name is Q um today i'm very glad and i'm privileged to have um american should i use nigerian american or a new friend no. <laughs> um and a podcaster who is also like a feminist Yes, please. Um, Just say African feminist. African feminist. <laughs> Got you. Okay. So, Onyeka, um, thank you very much for this conversation. I learned a lot like I intended to. And thanks to everybody who joined in. Um, I think that we would have to end this here and then um maybe follow the rest of the conversations because it will be up on my podcast um on Apple podcast and on Spreaker and also don't forget to follow Book Culture because they have you know a lot of podcasts it's basically like a podcast house i don't want to talk yeah. too much but you can also follow um the green pod with princess um it's a very good podcast um by my friend Obusuwa and um Also Albert has something in his store that he's bringing also like a podcast so yeah, I think you saw um, something about that I'm looking media. forward to that and yeah it's been fun it's been really it's been fun yeah bye bye <laughs>
no say this day will come Finally I can see the sun I know no say people could like this Till my friend use my head Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.